Hey, I got to interview Charles Reed, who has his own company, Get Payroll, specializes in helping businesses when it comes to payroll taxes and all the other services that you need to make sure you're in compliance. He is a wealth of information, been in business for many decades. So yeah, make sure y'all go and check them out. And they service clients all over the United States. And as always, you can continue to follow the platform and support. Radio show, man, they everywhere. Another episode of Big Dive Radio Show. I'm your host, Andreas, and we have another Zoom interview for y'all. We have Mr. Charles Reed, uh, who is a financial expert who can teach business owners how to set up payroll correctly and avoid IRS penalties. I know a lot of people out there be getting in trouble, especially with all these commercials they've been having lately. Uh, Mr. Reed, thank you for coming to the show. Andreas, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So uh, let's get into it. Um, you're, you're very well uh, experienced and seasoned. So what led you down the path of wanting to you know, get into knowing tax code and IRS and all that good stuff? Well, after service, uh, I found I didn't, my, my experience wasn't uh, valued. So I went to college, got my BBA, my MBA, sat for and passed my CPA exam while still in graduate school. Mm-hmm. Went to work for Texas Instruments. Worked in the corporate world for, oh, 15 years or so. Uh, decided I was never going to get to the top of the corporate ladder because I didn't have the political skills. Mm-hmm. Unwilling to stab people in the back and toss them off the ladder. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to start my own business. I'd grown up in a family business. So mm-hmm. in 91, the wife and I started our own business. Uh, it was an accounting firm, obviously. I was an accountant and a CPA. Mm -hmm. And so we were doing accounting and financial work and tax work for small businesses. We started doing their payrolls. Uh, We liked that work. Uh, We continued to grow the business. About 10 years ago, I sold Mm -hmm. off the accounting side to my partner, who I'd taken on, and kept the payroll side and have continued to expand that. I didn't realize that um, there's so much depth just dealing with payroll. Like, you know... Yeah, as a, uh, a small business owner myself, uh, I didn't uh, have I had a counseling business that I recently uh, stepped away from for like ten years. But we had contractors. Uh, wasn't able to get it to the point where we actually hire people as employees, as I understand all the different benefits people want and things of that nature. And then you know it's kind of hard on small businesses to be able to do that just like off the cuff. Um, it is. It is very hard. With a lot of different accountants and learning. You know how they see things, and you know how their vision helps, and their expertise helps. You know, send the business make better decisions and be able to move forward. So, how uh, just give us like a brief overview of how in depth is payroll? How deep does it go? Well, my my current book, the payroll book, a guide for small business and startups, mm-hmm. uh, is ninety five thousand words, and that's thirty years just compressed into 95,000 words, and it really just is a primer. It's first grade. Oh, wow. Uh, if, if you want the whole thing, it's multiple bookshelves. Wow. 
that that seems like a lot. Uh, I think of when you say that, I think of like uh, I've seen pictures of like tax code and stuff, and how it just keeps going and going in volumes. And that's just the code, not the regulations, nor the court filings. If you go down to a law library and -hmm. you look at the tax court cases from Mm -hmm. just the tax court, it is bookshelf, it is is numerous, numerous uh, bookcases Mm -hmm. of case law. And that's just the federal. You have over 15,000 taxing authorities in the United States that tax Mm -hmm. payroll. Mm -hmm. The feds, every state, several thousand localities. You have not only income tax, but you have unemployment tax. Mm -hmm. You have all kinds of other taxes that impact payroll. 70% of all U.S. federal revenue comes through the payroll system. Mm -hmm. So anytime Congress wants to change the revenue, they change payroll. <laughs> hmm. I'll tell you what. So let, let's get into some of those things then. Um, well, let's start with the basic because I, I have a lot of uh, business startup people that I talk to. What business entity should they choose? Well, that's chapter one in my book. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's four basic entities. Uh, frankly, if you're just starting out and you're small, under ten or $20,000 of revenue, a sole proprietorship works fine, though there mm-hmm. is liability. Mm-hmm. I don't ever recommend a partnership because of the way it's taxed and mm-hmm. you don't avoid liability. Then you have an LLC or a corporation. They're similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and that provides you liability protection, which mm-hmm. is extremely important. Incorporating or setting up that LLC uh, is the cheapest insurance policy you'll ever buy. Mm-hmm. Most of our clients are S corporations mm-hmm. where the revenue, the, the income or the loss gets passed through to your personal return, mm-hmm. but it is a separate entity that's set up in your state mm-hmm. and it provides liability protection. If mm-hmm. something goes wrong, they sue the corporation. Yeah, the only thing available to them, to someone suing you is the corporate assets, not your house, not your car, not your retirement savings. None of that. Now, the IRS can go after it, but Mm -hmm. most creditors cannot. So Mm -hmm. I do recommend an LLC or a corporation for the liability protection alone, plus a corporation, particularly an S-Corp or an LLC that files as an S-Corp is a very tax-advantaged entity. Mm -hmm. So uh, just for, you know, uh, I guess, future sakes, at what point Revenue, would you think it would be best to structure as a C Corp? As a C Corp, mm-hmm. you're probably looking at somewhere over $50 million. Oh, okay. Um, but it's there's other things you can't have in an S Corp. You can't have more than 100 shareholders. You yeah. can't have a trust as a shareholder. There's mm-hmm. some other restrictions. So the mm-hmm. main time you'll go from an S to a C Corporation uh, is the fact that you no longer can be an S Corp. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I'll answer this uh, question for me. So you can move up, right? Like, so, and uh, what I mean by that is by business structure, go from sole proprietorship to LLC and then you know, form a corporation, you know, but you can't move down because you have to dissolve it, right? Yeah, you have to dissolve the corporation or the LLC, and that that is a 
that can be a great deal of trouble, particularly if you've been in business for a while, because you have assets that have been partially or totally depreciated. You mm-hmm. have tax advantages that have to be unwound. Mm-hmm. So it's un, it's very difficult to go from a corporation to a sole proprietorship. If you need to, the best thing to do is to sell the assets to yourself as an individual mm-hmm. and then then collapse the corporation rather than try to convert it. Uh, but talk mm-hmm. talk to your CPA. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so I'm sitting there reading uh, like the questions that you know you're ready to answer and stuff. Um, I'm loving this. So what are, uh, what must a new business do to be tax compliant? Well, there's a couple of things you have to do. You have to know who you have to report to. Mm-hmm. In most states, you will have state income tax and a revenue department and state unemployment, which is a the, the state unemployment or state uh, labor board uh, controls that. And then you have the federal. Mm-hmm. In some states, you have localities that tax Pennsylvania, Ohio, um, and then cities, Indianapolis, Kansas City, Aurora, Colorado, uh, Santa Monica. So you have to know all those that you have to apply to and get permission and get a number so you mm-hmm. can report it. So you have to know who you have to report taxes to. You have to know what taxes you have to withhold and pay because there's taxes you take from your employees and mm-hmm. there's taxes that you pay as an, as an entity. Mm-hmm. You have to know when you need to make those payments mm-hmm. and you have to make them on time. You have to know what reports you need to file and you have to know when you have to file them because filing late reports will get you a penalty. Mm-hmm. Making late deposits will get you a penalty and interest on both of them. So, those are the those are the things that are going to prevent ninety five percent of the penalties mm-hmm. is knowing who you have to pay and when you have to pay them and doing it and filing it. Uh, that's where we come in. And we take care of that automatically for our clients. The next mm-hmm. biggest thing small businesses do is they mm-hmm. misclassify imp- workers. Yes, ten ninety nine oh. versus W two. Mm-hmm. You got to know who's an employee and who's not and mm-hmm. treat them properly. And it's not a choice. Yeah, it's not. Um, I'm telling a lot of different uh, business owners stuff because uh, when I was talking with the Small Business Development Center uh, a few months ago, and we were talking about stuff like that, how some of the small businesses will try to put parameters on like, you know, the work and things. And I'm like, uh, you're making your quote-unquote contractor employee, you're treating them like one, so you can't do stuff like that. And then you can't have, you know, people doing the same task and they'll be misclassified. Exactly. And there's some, there's a lot of tricks in that. There's a lot of case law and the law changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the Trump administration proposed a new standard. Uh, the Biden administration overturned that and they proposed another one which is much more restrictive mm-hmm. and will probably go into effect later this year, mm-hmm. uh, which will uh, really 
um, put a damper on some cut on using subcontractors and treating mm -hmm. them as 1099ers because mm -hmm. it says if it's um, necessary for your business, they're an employee. Mm. Uh, that, that, that's really yeah. tough. Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, that's a stretch right there. Yeah, it really is. But that's the, 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 the Biden administration is a much mm -hmm. more liberal and um, less conservative administration and wants everybody to be uh, W-2 employees. Uh, it's pure I'm and like, simple. It's uh, well, you know, I have this conversation a lot where it's not just the salary that you're paying, though. You're paying all these additional benefits and taxes and things of that nature. So it's hard for small businesses to make all that revenue to be able to sustain that workforce like that. Oh, it is very hard. Small businesses get into it, but major corporations get into it. Microsoft got hit with a huge lawsuit over their subcontractors that they were giving benefits to. And the government said they're employees mm -hmm. because you're giving them benefits. So yeah. you can get into trouble if you don't follow the rules. Mm -hmm. And sometimes even if you do follow the rules, because the rules change. So you need mm -hmm. somebody that can advise you on what you're doing, mm -hmm. that knows the law, understands it, and can, frankly, uh, talk to the Internal Revenue Service for you. Mm -hmm. I don't ever recommend my clients talk to the IRS directly. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll, you'll just get emotionally involved and upset. Mm -hmm. uh, I know I've done it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, uh, so mm -hmm. go ahead. Well, well, that brings me to like, okay, so you receive an IRS notice. What now? What do you do? Well, the first thing you do is respond. Mm -hmm. You respond to every notice you get. If you get a notice and you respond to it, and then ten days later you get the same notice, you respond mm -hmm. to it again, even if it's nothing but taking a copy of the letter. You need to understand what that letter says and what it means because some letters. For instance, a notice of determination, you have 90 days to do something. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do it within that 90 days, you lose. Mm -hmm. It's over. It's done. It's period. The, the, whatever the IRS has alleged now becomes fact. Mm -hmm. So you cannot ignore these things because uh, they will get you. Um, so you need to understand what the letter is. Mm -hmm. If you didn't pay something, pay it. If you didn't file something, file it. If they say you didn't file something and you did, show them that you did. Mm -hmm. If you actually made the payment, show them that you made it. One of the things, if you get a check from the IRS, and it happens more often than you think, mm -hmm. make sure that's a legitimate refund to you mm -hmm. before you cash the check. Because if it's not, if they've screwed up and you really do owe the money, if you deposit the check and it turns out you owe the money, it goes back to the original date of the payment that should have been made mm. and all the penalties and interest that you could have avoided by taking that check, marking it void and returning it to the IRS. So you have to know whether or not you should cash that check. Hmm. Sounds like traps. <laughs> it is. It's a huge trap. And more than one of my clients has gotten into that where they've gotten an incorrect refund. Mm -hmm. The 
accounts receivable people just, you know, endorse the check and deposit it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they're subject to thousands of dollars of penalties, which they could have avoided mm-hmm. by knowing that that check should be returned to the internal revenue service. Hmm. I always had a, a question about, okay, so filing taxes as individuals, why is it that, you know, the RS wants us to submit the information instead of them, like, you know, them telling us what we're owed? Well, there's a couple of things that happen. <clears throat> First of all, they get billions of pieces mm-hmm. of paper. And one small misprint, one small crease, one small whatever, and it won't get on your record. So if if your employer doesn't report it properly, if the 1099s are filed in paper and don't get processed properly, uh, if they get lost, if they get damaged, if they sit like they did in COVID in bags for years before they get processed, mm. uh, they may not get processed in time to match your income against the records they have. Mm-hmm. If taxes are withheld and reported, i.e. W-2, mm-hmm. the compliance rate is around 97%. Mm-hmm. If taxes are reported but not deposited, such as 1099s, the compliance rate drops to in the low 90s. Mm-hmm. If income is neither reported nor deposited, compliance rate drops to around 27%. Oh wow! <laughs> People, if they're not re- if that income's not reported and withheld, they're not reporting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just life. So the IRS puts the onus on you, and if then later on they find you didn't report it, they get extra data, they get extra information, they do an audit, whatever. Then you're on the hook. Mm-hmm. If they told you what it was. And it wasn't reported and you knew about it, you just ignore it. So they're putting the onus on the taxpayer mm-hmm. to fess up to everything. Yeah. And the, the, there are major penalties if you don't, up to and including, um, uh, who, who was it, the uh, actor, Wesley Snipes, mm-hmm. spent two years in a federal penitentiary because mm-hmm. he chose not to report some of his taxes. The yeah. first the first winner on Survivor went to jail because he didn't think he had to pay tax on the his million dollar uh, winnings. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. People go to jail. The federal federal prisons are full of people who said, oh, "I don't have to pay these taxes." So, yeah. um, you know, uh, I I I used to work for a company that built jails many years ago. So mm-hmm. I've been in a bunch of jails and a mm-hmm. bunch of prisons. There's not one I want to spend a night in. <laughs> I'm telling either. <laughs> I have no desire. You know, so, these 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 people who 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 that you can rent some of these ex-prisons and so on and spend spend the night as a as a vacation type thing, not mm-hmm. interested in the least. <laughs> <laughs> so um Tell us, like, you know, what are some things, how to, uh, how can people avoid, like, the IRS penalties and, you know, how can they beat them? 
Well, if we went through the, the ways already to avoid most of the penalties is, 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 is accuracy and, and timeliness of deposits and, and reports. The biggest single uh, source of penalties is arithmetic. Mm. Literally, they're not adding and multiplying and subtracting right on the forms, mm. which in, in this day and age is kind of silly because you can do it all electronically, mm -hmm. though sometimes there's a problem there. But mm -hmm. uh, that's that's the biggest thing. But by using someone who, who knows the ins and outs, you mm -hmm. avoid a lot of the traps that you don't know about. Because mm -hmm. the major problem with taxes is not knowing what you don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been in the business, the, the employment tax business for over 30 years. Mm -hmm. And I get several emails a week from the Internal Revenue Service. Mm -hmm. I get the trade magazines. I go to seminars and webinars on this stuff till I'm bored silly. Mm -hmm. But that's my my profession and that's what i do mm -hmm. if you don't do that you don't know for instance you talked about it earlier in, in before we got on the air about all the commercials for ertc mm -hmm. the irs has put a hold on all applications i saw it because of fraud mm -hmm. it's it's turned out to be a huge revenue source for fraudsters mm -hmm. We have our clients that we vetted them all originally on the ERTC and advised those that wanted to talk to us about it, whether or not they were eligible. And we filed a number of them for mm -hmm. them and got some, some wonderful uh, revenue from the government for them. Mm -hmm. But a lot of our clients did not qualify. Mm -hmm. Well, they're getting calls and emails and ads constantly saying, oh, yeah, you qualify. Uh, there's a big personality on on TV and radio saying, you know, uh, yeah, I have a small business and my CPA said I didn't qualify, but these people said I did and we got this money. Mm -hmm. Well, he's probably going to have to pay it back. Yeah. I with mean, interest. Mm -hmm. A lot of those phone calls because my businesses, but when I pick up the line, I tell them, like, look, I don't have any employees, so I yeah. don't qualify. <laughs> but they'll they'll try to talk you into it anyway. Yeah, they because will. They, they'll, they'll, nope. Mm -mm. Never they will me. file. They will file a fraudulent filing mm -hmm. and then take 15 or 25 percent of the refund from you. Mm -hmm. And when the government says, I'm sorry, this is this is invalid. You need to return the money. They're long gone. Mm -hmm. And you're on the hook mm -hmm. for what could be criminal tax evasion. Mm -hmm. Filing fraudulent forms with the Internal Revenue Service. That's a felony. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you use somebody else is not the courts could care less. Exactly. <laughs> so I you are responsible. Your your company in dealing with payroll taxes and stuff when the uh the payroll protection plan was going through its motions and stuff like that. Yep. Did you have to deal with that as well? Oh, absolutely. And and we talked to our clients. We prepared a lot of the filings for our clients. Uh, and we told some people no, and no, you can only get this much, and no, you can't use that, and you can't deduct that, and you can't claim that as an expense, and so mm -hmm. on. We, I, I'm a certified public accountant. I'm licensed by the state of Texas. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to jeopardize my license 
uh, for anybody. Uh, exactly. This is my life. This is my livelihood. So, mm-hmm. and I, and I don't, and people who come to me and I get it, used to get it, particularly when I do retail tax business would want to file fraudulent tax returns. Mm-hmm. I, I, I refuse to deal with people like that. I, I don't mm-hmm. care what they pay me. They can't pay me enough to, to spend two years in a federal penitentiary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm not interested. And I don't recommend to anybody that they file fraudulent returns. I have no problem dancing down the line on one foot Mm -hmm. and defending that position. I'm very good at that. I mean, our expertise is compliance. We know the rules. We know them Mm -hmm. backwards and forwards, and Mm -hmm. we know how to manipulate them to our clients' advantages. Mm -hmm. But I (laughs) I don't ever recommend stepping over the line. Exactly. I don't recommend it at all. I, I, we have a potential client that we've been working with. Um, they're having some real problems with funding. I mm-hmm. tell them and I tell everyone, if you can't pay the employment taxes, don't pay the employees. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't pay the employees, then you don't have taxes withheld. And you, a lot of your listeners may not know this, but that portion of withholding that's the employee's income, mm-hmm. what you've withheld from their check, the responsible parties at the entity, the corporation even, are personally liable mm-hmm. for that debt if you don't pay it. And that debt does not get extinguished in bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. I have a client who got hooked up in one of those, in fact, several over the years. And the only way to get out of paying that is to put up with their collection efforts for 10 years after those taxes are assessed. Mm. There is a statute of limitation of 10 years on collection efforts. I had mm. one client who was paying $150 a week for 10 years. Mm. And at the end of 10 years, he told him to take the rest of it and get stuffed. But because he was never going to pay it off. It was, yeah. it was never going to get paid off. He'd gotten caught into a, a situation and he was the last man standing. They mm. found him. Mm-hmm. Several of his partners left the country with the money. Oh, wow. But he didn't, and he got caught. Yeah. So you, you've got to be careful. If, if you can't pay the, the taxes, don't pay the employees. It's better to get sued by the employees than to go to jail with the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That might have to be a clip right there, because I definitely understand that. Okay, so uh, why PEOs suck, but then also explain what are PEOs. Okay, PEOs are professional employment employer organizations. Mm-hmm. That is the um, successor to staff leasing, which after a number of them went to jail because of what they were doing in trying to shift taxes and so on, they changed the name of what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very expensive. They are extraordinarily profitable to the people who who have them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to uh, my major competitors, ADP or Paychex, that's where they make a huge amount of money is mm-hmm. on their PEO divisions mm-hmm. because they overcharge people drastically for mm-hmm. things they don't need nor want. I had a client and they'd gone to a PEO because they had to get insurance for their national sales manager who was had terminal cancer. Mm-hmm. I understood that. The owners took a payroll, a bonus payroll for $2 million. Mm-hmm. The fee 
for doing that payroll from the PEO was $50,000 for that one payroll because they took a percentage. Wow. Yeah. So PEOs are a great way to spend a lot of money for very little services because what they promise, they can't really deliver it. They promise they'll take care of your HR. Well, when Sally's boyfriend beats her, she's going to come cry on your shoulder. She's mm-hmm. not going to go to the PEO office in another state and cry on their shoulder. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things that you're still going to have the problems. And if an employee decides to sue, they're going to sue you. They're not going to go sue the PEO. Mm-hmm. Okay. You may bring, bring in the PEO, but you're going to get sued. Mm-hmm. Uh, the IRS comes in, they're going to come into you. Okay. Cause you're the responsible party. So mm-hmm. the protection is, is minor and the services are overpriced. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I have not seen a company mm-hmm. that we can't go into with our partners, provide the same or better benefits and services and save them at least a thousand dollars per employee per year. Mm. The- Minimal. So, uh, tell us about uh, 45s, the hidden tax credit for paid time off. Okay. Okay, yeah. 45S. Mm -hmm. If you're not subject to Family Medical Leave Act, FMLA, if you're under 50 people and aren't subject to that, but you do give time off, paid time off, as most employers do, regardless of what some congressmen say, most employers give paid time off. Okay. Except in day labor. If that paid time off is taken for what would be FMLA purposes, Mm -hmm. which is sickness, Mm -hmm. family sickness, Mm -hmm. adoption, a Mm -hmm. a number of things, then you can get a credit for up to 25% of what you pay the employee. Hmm. It's in my book Mm -hmm. and it's on the books and it's been renewed, but you can, as a small business, get a huge tax credit for the time off that you pay people if they're sick, if they're taking care of a sick child, uh, if they're doing adoption, if they're doing a number of things, it's all in the book. It's, it's on the website as well under 45S. So Mm -hmm. That's something that a lot of my clients didn't realize. And we made a big point in, in getting that out to them. And we keep a, a separate code in the payroll for mm-hmm. 45S pay. Mm-hmm. So if they're paying t- paid time off, that's not vacation or whatever. And, and I'm, t- I'm of the opinion that a mental health day, mm-hmm. you know, when the guy says, hey, I'm, I'm going to take the day off. I'm, I'm, I'm stressed out. Mm-hmm qualifies okay and it qualifies for the boss too but there's some limits if you make over too much money you don't get it and so on yeah but uh we just our company alone gets several thousand dollars a year of tax credit Mm. based on our employees taking time off sick kids sick wife Mm -hmm. uh pregnancy you know whatever it's all there it's all legal if you know about it and if you track it, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm loving this. Uh, I, I talk to you for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I really could. But uh, let's, let's go into, um, I like that you put in here grit and its importance in life. Uh, tell us why is grit important? I'm sorry, say again? Grit and its importance in life. Um, it was oh. one of the ideas, you know, for episodes and stuff like that. That just sure. like, stood out to me because I haven't, you know, seen grit used in a while. <laughs> well, I, I'm an old man. So, you know, it's one of those things, it, you know, uh, business is, is a, is a marathon. Mm -hmm. You got to stick to it. You've got to fight every day, every day, every week, every month, every year as an entrepreneur. Uh, yeah. There's unicorns. There's a Bill Gates. There's an Elon Musk. Uh, there's a Jeff Bezos. Uh, 99.99999% of us won't be that. Yeah. Now it's taken me, I've been in the business now for 33 years mm -hmm. and I make a nice living and I do mm -hmm. well. Okay. Didn't happen the first year. I promise you. <laughs> yes. Okay? It didn't happen the second. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was on a panel a couple of years ago and one of the people out there was for entrepreneurs asked about work-life balance. And I just cracked up. Okay. I started laughing. For a new entrepreneur, there is no such thing as work-life balance. See that it's work. Yes. It, it's work. It's 16 hours a day, seven mm -hmm. days a week, hopefully for only a few years mm -hmm. until you can get things built up. But there is no work-life balance for the new entrepreneur. Um, mm -hmm. My wife understood that and, and we worked together and did well. For a new entrepreneur who has a spouse that doesn't understand that, mm -hmm. I feel sorry for you because <laughs> it's 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 a grind. It is. But in the end, it can be hugely beneficial. And mm -hmm. even in the beginning, it's for you. It's mm -hmm. for you and yours. You're, you're, it's your company. It's your mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. It's it's your idea. It's very rewarding. But mm -hmm. you got to work at it and it's long nights and weekends and it can be a grind and if you don't have the grit to stick it out mm -hmm. it's not going to work and entrepreneurship is not for everybody it's not if if you want 40 hours a week and and a nice government pension go go, go to work for the irs it's it's you'll never work overtime okay <clears throat> it, it's you know, go, go work for the government, go work for TI, go work for some huge corporation. Um, that's fine. Different strokes for different folks. So I imagine uh, with your wealth of knowledge and expertise, you get, you know, people coming up to you all the time. What are like the top two or three things you tell new business or prospecting business owners? Okay, there's a couple of things that I've picked up over the years. One of them is there's no traffic jam on the extra mile. Okay. Go the extra mile for your clients. Go the extra mile for your employees. You'll be amazed at the results. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because most companies won't do it. We all see terrible customer service. We see terrible corporate management. We see employees treated terribly by, by management. Don't do that. Be a nice guy. Be a good person. Take care of your clients. Take care of your employees. Go the extra mile. Mm -hmm. Will it cost you a little bit more right now? Maybe. Maybe not. 
Will it pay benefits in the long run? Incredible mm -hmm. benefits. Look, loyal customers are what you want, not happy customers. Mm -hmm. Because a loyal customer, you can screw up. And they'll stay with you. Mm -hmm. If it's a, just a happy customer and you piss them off, they'll leave. Yeah. So you want customers that are loyal to you, that understand that you go the extra mile for them always and without question. And they will never leave you. I, one of my favorite clients uh, used to get calls, as we all do, uh, about payroll services. Mm -hmm. And she would say, I'm not interested. I'm with Charles. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, we can do it cheaper. And she'd say, I don't care if you can do it for free. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> leaving Charles. Okay. <laughs> that's loyalty. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that that's one huge thing. The other one is we were talking about, it's, it's, I stole this one from Bill Gates before he got a little strange. <laughs> Love <this. laughs> Love People will overestimate what they can accomplish in a year mm -hmm. and underestimate what they can accomplish in a decade. Mm. Keep at it. One step after another. The mm. longest journey begins with the first step. You've got mm. to take the first and the second and the third and the fourth and keep at it. And you will be amazed at what you can accomplish mm -hmm. over time. You're not going to be a unicorn. You're not going to be a billionaire this year. Mm -hmm. Over the course of the next 20 or 30, who knows? Incredible things happen. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and, and one other one that I've, you know, I got asked the other day. Um, what would you tell your your young self to do that you didn't do that you should have? Mm -hmm. and, and invest more money. Yeah. Okay. Compound interest is a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. If I'd invested what I can now invest 30 years ago, I'd have my island in the Caribbean. I mean, you know, my private jet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what they say? Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, hindsight is what, 40 40? Yeah, something like that. Hindsight's, <laughs> hindsight's 2020. Yeah, exactly. It is, it is. See, I'm, I'm just making up stuff now. <laughs> 2020. Yeah, hindsight, if, if your listeners have the chance at a young age as a young entrepreneur to put mm -hmm. some away, I don't care if it's $100 a month, put it away, mm -hmm. invest yeah. it, and you'll be amazed when you get to my age just how mm -hmm. wealthy you can be. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. So, Charles, uh, I think we talked about a lot of, oh, here's the last thing I did want to ask you. How did you grow your business from 1K to seven figures? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, work at it, mm -hmm. word of mouth. And finally, <coughs> and I, I've used this example in, in other podcasts that want to know your biggest mistake. I thought I could market. Mm. And finally, I got so busy <coughs> that I didn't have time for it. So I hired somebody mm -hmm. to handle the marketing. And it took me less than two weeks to realize I can't market my way out of a paper bag. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not realize how ignorant I was of what it took to market a business. Mm -hmm. I know now that's why I have a staff that handles all the marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is something this is how I grew the businesses when I got, it, it grew, it grew 
organically, word of mouth, happy mm-hmm. clients, satisfied clients, a little marketing that I did and what I tried. But when I hired marketing staff, we exploded. Yeah. So if you can get to that point, that's one of those things you need to bring an expertise on. If you're not a marketer and know it, mm-hmm. uh, then you probably aren't and don't know it. Mm-hmm. So that that's that was a major thing for us is, is that change. I definitely understand. That's actually uh, what I do outside of just the podcasting. I had to start my own marketing company and I like focus on organic content now that I have a doctor's office who I'm doing now where she's loving the results. She's getting calls and traffic on her website, people <laughs> appointments, all this stuff. So I, yeah, I love the fact that you said that. It's wonderful stuff. And, mm-hmm. and for people who know how to do it, they can get wonderful results, great results. And if you're a doofus like me in marketing, <laughs> your <laughs> results are kind of eh, wishy-washy. <laughs> yeah. And I, I get it, though, but your expertise is, you know, so where you decided to go in, the taxes and payroll and all that. And me, I don't want anything yeah, I, to do I, with it. I, I would not take my marketing manager into tax court to testify. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but Charles, is there anything that you know what I'm saying you want to talk about that we didn't get to cover? No, Andreas, that's fine. You asked a lot of the good questions. Uh, mm-hmm. so I appreciate your time. Uh, but I would like to make one offer mm-hmm. for your listeners. Mm-hmm. If they would like a copy of my book, the payroll okay. book, a guide for small businesses and startups, if they will go to the payrollbook.com. Mm-hmm. Enter the discount code podcast. Okay. We will ship them at no cost a copy of the book as long as supplies last. I love that. And I'm definitely going to uh, make that a highlight and put that, that graphic is going to be in the video. <laughs> 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 I love it. Well, Charles, keep you doing, doing what you're doing. Oh, do you, do you service people outside the state of Texas? With your oh, yeah. We're national. We're, we're in all 50 states. Okay, great. This was up. Uh, I'm here in Georgia, so I'm oh, yeah. We have cl- we have clients in Georgia, uh, Florida, uh, North South Carolina, California, Illinois, New York, all over. That is amazing. I, I love to uh, hear things like that, and the fact that you know I, I posted business stats the other day, and like you know how uh, small businesses are the lifeblood of the country, and that you know a lot of small businesses don't even get to that opportunity to make like you know seven figures and have like a fully staffed. I think uh, like over 80 some percent of small businesses are just, you know, the owner itself, uh, let alone, you know, uh, employees and then getting past like I think that 10 employee mark, whatever, where dwindles down heavily. So I'm like, you're doing out, you're doing great things out there. We've been very lucky and we've worked very hard at it. I love it. So everybody out there is going to be tuning in. Y'all tuning in. Y'all make sure. Now I have all the social media stuff uh, posted. Y'all go and support. Like I said, they're nationwide. And, uh, Charles, I'd like to let my guests you know. Any uh, final word or final thought? It's get payroll on the web, and would love to talk to all your all your listeners. All right, well, I appreciate that, and I definitely want to uh, you know follow up and see you know what you're doing in the future. My pleasure. I look forward to talking to you. Appreciate you for coming out. Get my guys left behind, my brother. My guys left behind, I should rock him before.
Show money, they everywhere.